My name's Mark. I'm uh, the curator of All Saints Week and Limits Up the Road as well. Should we pray? And uh, then we're going to get into uh, uh, this passage. Father, we thank you for those amazing words that we are loved by you and chosen by you. And Lord, would that, that sense of love and that security that we find in you, would that fill us uh, and then leave us with a, a love worth sharing with other people? In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as you may have picked up, uh, we are in a series uh, called A Passion for Life, joining with 100 plus churches across the UK um, who are wanting to get more confident at sharing their faith with other people. Now, um, you may know that we've said that we're going to be doing this over the next coming weeks. And uh, for some of you, uh, your reaction will be, oh, that's great, Mark. An invitation to quite a few weeks of guilt. Thank you very much for that. I can't wait. But this isn't an invitation to guilt, but an invitation to growth. Not an invitation to condemnation, but an invitation to grace. Because once we receive that love that God's given us, then it not only changes us and fills us, but it's something that we then want to share with other people as well. And, uh, and so um, we're going to be looking at this passage uh, because this church in Thessalonica in ancient Greece um, was a church that had heard the good news of Jesus and had been transformed um, by it. Um, people across uh, the, the towns and cities where they lived knew about their faith. Um, people across that kind of known world at that time knew about that faith. Uh, wouldn't it be amazing if the faith that we had in Jesus was so was so alive that people across Wick, no matter where they lived, right at the other end of the estate or, or right into Little Hampton or right into Liminster, wherever it is that you live, knew about our faith as a community because it was so alive. Isn't that what we want? I don't know about you, that's what I long for uh, in my life. In the, uh, the first few centuries of uh, the Christian church, um, every decade the church grew by 40%. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? Can you imagine if we grew by 40% every decade? And you might think, well, that's because they had like these amazing leaders. You know, they had the apostles or, after, or the people that had learned from the apostles or, the, or they had some like really inspiring Christian speakers like the Billy Grahams of, of the world or whatever. But actually, in that time, there were hardly any public preachers or speakers because they quickly got killed by the Romans. And so actually the church grew through ordinary Christians living their ordinary lives, but attractive lives in front of other people. And as they lived those kind of attractive lives, people were curious and asked questions and, and those Christians shared the hope that they had in Jesus. And as we go through this series of A Passion for Life, uh, it's our hope that, that we, uh, we grow in confidence in this great God who goes before us and helps us and growing confidence in what he's done for us so that we share, when we share this message, we share it in such an attractive way people want to hear. Uh, and I want to talk from this passage on, on three kind of foundations um, to sharing our faith. And the first one uh, is this, uh, to know your neighbour personally. Uh, Paul says this, he says, we lived among you. How did the Thessalonians come to know God? Well, Paul and his friends lived among them. Um, God was obviously involved in their lives already in some way, although they didn't know about it. But, but Paul kind of pointed it out to them and as he lived among them. Uh, Rebecca Pippett has written a book called Out of the Salt Shaker and Into the World. 
Uh, I don't know if you like fish and chips. I don't want to assume you do just because you live by the sea, but I like my fish and chips. And I don't know if you've ever had your fish and chips and you've had a salt shaker on the, uh, the table. And maybe you've looked at it and you've gone, wow, look at those crystals. Aren't they amazing? Aren't they, aren't they stunning? They're beautiful, aren't they? I'll carry on eating my chips as they are. Well, the salt isn't going to make any difference on the chips unless you take it out of the salt shaker and put it onto the chips or whatever food that you like. And in the same way, sometimes as Christians, we can get into our little subculture, our little bubble, and we don't get out of the salt shaker and into the world. And God is calling us to bring flavor to the world, to make a difference in our world, not just to know Christians, but to get into the world and know other people as well. I had uh, some friends um, who uh, who'd really took this to heart. They'd realized they'd been part of a church for, for quite a long time, and most of their friends were Christians. And so what they did was they said, well, what do we love doing? And they were kind of they're slightly funny people, um, slight oddballs, and, and if I apologize if you're like them. Uh, but they love mushrooms. They absolutely loved mushrooms. And they thought, well, I wonder if there's a mushroom club. And they found a mushroom club and they joined the mushroom club to live among people who also love mushrooms. By the way, they're not kind of dodgy mushrooms, in case you're wondering. This is kind of more foraging. I just suddenly saw some of your eyes going. This is a very strange thing to encourage people to get involved in, Mark. But no, um, foraging. And, um, and, and so they, they got amongst people. Do you know, every day we encounter different people, whether it's uh, the, post, uh, the postman or whether it's people we pass uh, along the street, people that perhaps we don't know, but we could say hello to. And then there's people that we know a little bit more, maybe um, acquaintances that we can have a bit more of a, a deeper conversation with. Or perhaps there's people that we know really, really well, that, that they know our lives well and, and we know their lives well. And, and I love what Paul said earlier about sharing our faith on different levels. And we'll be able to do that on different levels according to how well we know people. But knowing people is really important. Paul says later on, he says, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. I was speaking to a friend in the park the other day uh, who's a Christian. I said, what do you think are some of the barriers that that prevent us from sharing our faith? And he said, you know, what? I don't think we know people really well or they know us really well. And I think sometimes we hold back from sharing our real lives with people and then people don't feel safe sharing their lives. Whereas if we share the the ups and downs, the struggles, the pain, the challenges, then people feel safe to share those as well. And then we can offer a little bit of hope on a level that they can take at that time. Do you share your life with those around you? Now, Obviously, we live in this kind of in COVID, out of COVID, not quite sure where we are kind of a scenario. But let's live among people in the way that we can and let's share our lives with them. Let's know our neighbours personally. But secondly, Paul says, uh, let's love our neighbour dearly. Um, uh, Notice what he says, uh, 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 5. He says, we lived among you. The next three words are really important. For your sake. We lived among you for your sake. I don't know about you, I'm quite good at living for my sake. But Paul says, no, we lived among you for your sake. Uh, He says later on, we just as a caring, uh, as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Paul cared deeply for those that he was among. I was uh, listening to uh, something about listening recently. And, um, you know, I think it's a bit of a lost art, listening well to people. 
And uh, someone was saying that, that apparently there's a stat that says that um, the average person listens to someone else for 17 seconds before interrupting them. 17 seconds. Uh, you're not going to find out much from them in seven, 17 seconds. You're not going to get to know people after just 17 seconds. And it's a real challenge, isn't it, to listen well. Perhaps you can think of a time where someone's listened to you really well. How's that felt? I imagine you felt loved, uh, valued, uh, you know, important to that person. Um, isn't that how we want people to feel? We want them to feel loved dearly. And uh, let's look for those opportunities to listen well. Uh, but Paul doesn't just kind of say, I listened well, or I cared, or I loved you so much. Did you hear that? He said, we cared. We loved you so much. There's a real power for loving others in community. I don't know if you've ever um, invited a mixture of your friends, people who are Christians and people who aren't Christians yet, uh, for them to experience something of Christian community, not necessarily in a church building or on a Sunday morning, but in normal life, for them to see the life of God and the love of God up close and personal. Now, before I go any further, I just want to give a quick word of caution. And some of you perhaps are already feeling this and thinking, I hope Mark says this because I'm not quite 100% comfortable with what you've said so far. And it's this. Knowing people personally and loving people dearly is not like a technique so that we can then tell them about Jesus. It's not like this is the key that we kind of put in the lock to then open the door and like get it open and then maybe just barge it down with, a, you know, with, our, with our foot or something. We know people personally because how has Jesus loved us? I mean, didn't he, I love it what it says um, in the message version of uh, John 1. Uh, the word moved into the neighbourhood. Uh, Jesus came to live among us because he loved us. And how did he love us? Well, he, he, he loved us dearly, didn't he? Not only dying on the cross for us, but um, notice as you read through the Gospels how often Jesus stops for people. He loves people dearly. And so no matter who it is we meet, uh, we want to love them because God loved them first. We want to love them because they're made in his image. We want to love them because we want to emulate Jesus and what he's like. And sometimes that means we have an opportunity to share our faith and sometimes it doesn't. But in a way, that's not the point. The point is that we want to love people. We want to love people. We want to live among them for their sake. Uh, we want... Um, our friends, our neighbours, our acquaintances, our close friends, our inner circle. Uh, if someone was to ask them, uh, perhaps if someone moved into the neighbourhood and said, um, oh, who's that across the road? I've sort of seen them a few times. What are they like? Oh, that person. They, do you know what? They are so caring. If you ever need someone to talk to, that's who I'd go to. They are so wonderfully caring. Uh, that's the kind of people that Jesus is wanting to shape uh, us into evermore every single day so we know people personally we love people dearly but thirdly uh, Paul talks about speaking to your neighbor clearly because uh, part of loving people uh, is to share the most amazing news that we have about Jesus and uh, as I said we can do that on a whole variety of levels but at some point we do need to share our faith uh, because they won't guess it um, from our lifestyle uh, I was hearing a story of uh, uh, a student 
who was going to university. And uh, she said, you know, I'm not going to um, tell people I'm a Christian or share my faith uh, at all. I'm just going to live the Christian life. And uh, so she, uh, she loved people extravagantly. She had people over to um, her, her flat and enjoyed food with them. Uh, she listened really well. She did everything she knew uh, to love them. And one time, uh, someone she was talking to um, was finding life hard. And she listened really, really hard. And afterwards, um, the person said to them, do you know what, you're really caring. Are you a vegetarian? <laughs> now, um, I mean, that's quite a compliment, I guess. You know, vegetarians, all good. I'm all up for that. But people can't guess the message of Jesus simply from the way we live. I mean, obviously, if we don't live like Jesus, we underline any, undermine anything that we say. But it is necessary to speak clearly too. Uh, Paul says um, that our gospel came to you not simply with words, but with power. But they did come with words. Uh, he says, you welcome the message, a message that he spoke. Uh, he says that not only did they welcome the message, but once they did that, uh, verse 8, the Lord's message rang out from you. Um, that, that phrase rang out um, uh, is, is like a rumour that goes out into a community. It's like that they gossiped the gospel, the only kind of good gossip. And um, wouldn't it be wonderful if, if people in the surrounding area in which we live, people we know, um, started saying, do you know, there's a, there's a rumour. It's a rumour that God really loves you. There's a rumour that God loves us so much that he sent Jesus to die in our place. There's a rumour that this isn't all there is to life, but that God has far more. There's a rumour that a new creation's coming in which there'll be no more tears or sadness or pain. Wouldn't it be wonderful if that kind of rumour went around Wick and the surrounding area? Let's be a people that create that rumour, that gossip the gospel. And we can do that in a whole variety of ways, a whole different levels according to who we're talking to and, and the relationship we have with them. Um, this isn't about us becoming the next Billy Graham. I mean, maybe there will be someone here that will be that, I don't know. Um, or to be the, the next person who goes around knocking on doors or to be standing uh, on the street corner um, shouting things. I hope none of us do that because I don't think that's a very effective way of sharing God's love. Um, this is about naturally sharing our faith. I remember when I worked for a housing association, there was a Christian that I used to meet up and pray with before the day of work uh, once a week. And he said something that's always stuck with me. He said, Mark, the, one of the best ways to share our faith is just to talk about it as if it's really normal. Not because it is normal, but because it's extraordinary and amazing, but because then people will just relax and be able to listen without it being really odd and really strange and you having to kind of crowbar um, the message of Jesus into a conversation. Just talk about your faith naturally. Can I tell you, give you an example of how I messed this up? Because you know what, I, I don't know about you, I, I find this hard. Um, and you know, sometimes a good step, a good first step is just to say to people when they say, oh, what do you do over the weekend? Oh, I went to church. And you know what, I heard someone talk about how much God loves us. Two sentences. I reckon each of us could do that. And if you've never done that, give it a go. When someone says, how was your weekend? Or what did you do on Sunday? Give it a go. But um, I was with uh, a friend recently and they were talking about COVID. And they were saying how um, 
the, for a lot of uh, the last few years, COVID has always been something on the news, uh, always something that's happened to other people, always something that's felt quite remote from them. Um, and so they've kind of carried on with life, their jobs, they were key workers, they've carried on with, with, um, with life. Um, and it's, it, it, although it's been strange, they've felt okay. And then um, one of their friends got ill. And they suddenly realised, uh, in their words, they said, you know what, I suddenly realised I'm vulnerable. I'm not, I'm not invincible. I'm not, I'm not immortal. I'm mortal. And in that moment, I don't know if you've ever been in this situation, like my brain is like doing everything I can to really listen and show that I'm listening. And then also thinking, I wonder what I could say. Um, and uh, I, in that moment, I, I missed the opportunity. And do you know what? Maybe it was okay. Maybe it was fine. Um, I don't feel particularly guilty about it because God wants growth, not guilt. Um, but uh, maybe it was the best thing to do was just to listen and I'll have other opportunities down the line. But possibly it would have been good to say something like this, which maybe you're like me, you think, oh, I wish I'd said that. But this is what I wish I'd said. I wish I'd said, you know what, I, sometimes I feel really vulnerable as well because you know what, um, COVID, I could get really ill or maybe I could even die. But you know what? Being a Christian gives me such an amazing hope because I know that God has, has me in his hand and will ultimately rescue me from those things and give me life forever. A few more sentences, I could have shared something of the hope, the message of Jesus. Now, obviously, saying it, I just prepared that and I spent a few times going through it. So I said it really clearly and really easily, didn't I? Although I still hesitated a little bit, didn't I? But, and, and do you know what? It doesn't matter if we don't get every single word right, because you know what? It doesn't depend on us. It depends on God working through us. But let's be people who know our neighbour personally, who love our neighbour dearly, and who speak to our neighbour clearly. Now, probably all of us will be on this kind of uh, this spectrum. Some of us will be like, we've got to love our neighbours so well. Love is the most important. It's the greatest commandment, right? That's what we've got to do. We've got to love our neighbour. And some of us will be going, it's all very well loving, but actually they're not going to guess this stuff. We, we need to tell them. And, you know, there's the Great Commission. The Great Commission is to go and make disciples. We've got to say something. Or maybe, maybe you'll find yourself in the middle or somewhere in between. Um, but, you know, I heard someone say recently, you cannot feel the, fulfill the Great Commission with a ba without obeying the two Great Commandments. And you cannot obey the two Great Commandments without fulfilling the Great Commission. Um, I don't know if you've had a look in your, uh, your notice sheet, but in the middle, I've put a little diagram, which is on the screen as well. And... Um, it, there's three circles that overlap. Know personally, love dearly, speak clearly. And if you look through the Gospels, you'll see what does Jesus do? He does all three. Uh, if you're into racket sports, you know the middle of the racket is the sweet spot. It's the spot that Jesus always operated from. It's the spot that I, on a really good day, kind of don't quite hit. But it's what, it's what I want to do because I want to live the Jesus way. I want to know people personally, love people dearly, and speak to them clearly. Because it's what Jesus has done for me. It's what my youth worker, my parents, uh, other friends have done for me as well. They've got to know me, they've loved me, and they've told me about Jesus. It's what Jesus did. He came, didn't he, and came to know us personally. He loved us dearly, even dying for us. And he spoke clearly so that we could know the truth, and the way, the truth, and the life. So let's do it. Let's do it. Let's be a people 
Uh, let's be a church uh, where we see the church grow because our lives are attractive because we know people personally, love people dearly and speak the good news of Jesus at whatever level is appropriate for that person, clearly. Let's pray. And I just want to invite you just in the, in the quiet, whether you're at home or in the hall, just to ask God to just highlight maybe a few people that he's calling you to know more personally, love more dearly or speak more clearly to. And you might just want to just in your head, just say their name to God. Lord, we lift these different people, our neighbours, our acquaintances, our friends, our family, and we ask for your help, God. We thank you that you go ahead of us and you love them more than we do. You long for them to hear your good news more than we do and you're already at work in their lives. Help us notice, God. And I just want to invite you to ask God, what, what area do you want me to grow in, Jesus, today? Maybe it's knowing people personally. Maybe that's the takeaway. Maybe it's loving people dearly. Or maybe it's speaking to people clearly and naturally. And Father, wherever we are on that journey, whatever it is that you're asking us to do in the next step, would you help us? And God, would we do this not out of, uh, of guilt or duty, but out of joy in, and love, the love that you've poured into us, the joy that you've given us, so that when we speak to people, it's not a pressure, but actually it's, uh, it's a joyful conversation as they get to know you. Amen.